This is Victoria of TheUnleashedHeart.com, and you're listening to Grieving Voices, a podcast for hurting hearts who desire to be heard, or anyone who wants to learn how to better support loved ones experiencing loss. As a 30-plus year griever and advanced grief recovery method specialist, I know how badly the conversation around grief needs to change. Through this podcast, I aim to educate grievers and non-grievers alike, spread hope, and inspire compassion toward those hurting. Lastly, by providing my heart with ears and this platform, grievers have the opportunity to share their wisdom and stories of loss and resiliency. How about we talk about grief like we talk about the weather? Let's get started. This episode is sponsored by Do Grief Differently, my 12-week in-person or online program that helps grievers who have suffered any type of loss to feel better. In Do Grief Differently, you learn new tools, education, and a method you can utilize the rest of your life. In this program, and with my guidance, you remove the pain of grief. The sadness will always be there because even in complicated relationships, we love but it's the pain of grief that keeps us stuck. Are you ready to do grief differently? Check out my website, www.theunleashedheart.com to learn more. Hello, hello. Welcome to Grieving Voices and the last episode of 2022. Holy crow. If you are like me, you're wondering where 2022 went. I am just flabbergasted at how quickly the past year has gone, and I truly can't believe that I'm sitting here talking about New Year's already coming up, and Christmas will have passed by the time you're listening to this, and I'm hoping that you had a joyful, memorable, in a good way, holiday with your loved ones. And that's really what I want to talk about today is family, the grief over family dynamics. What do we do about it? How do we navigate it? This family's really been on my mind a lot lately uh, for various reasons, a lot of them personal reasons that I won't get into on this episode because this is not about me. I really just want to share how family dynamics is a huge contributor to our happiness, really. Uh, And really that happiness starts with each of us as individuals. It is no one else's responsibility to ensure our happiness. It's not your mom's, it's not your dad's, it's not your brother's, it's not your sister's, it's not your cousin, it's not your grandparent's. You are responsible for you. And as my dear friend Harmony will say, the circle around your feet is all that you need to worry about. And I'm not saying worry about. Not, I don't think that's even exactly how she says it. But the, the person that you can only control is you and the circle around your own feet. And so this episode is really to bring some perspective and my goal really is to have you walking away from listening to this 
introspective about what you bring to the family table. And for those struggling with the various family dynamics of, of which I will describe very soon here, what do you do with those feelings when they come up that really are grief over family dynamics? You know, it's the family you wish you had, the family maybe you wish you didn't have. And what does that, what does family mean to you? Who are your family? Are you a bridge builder or are you a bridge destroyer within your family? And what do you do about these emotions when they come up? So these are the topics I'm going to dig into a little bit more. And I'm, I really, my goal too is to have this episode to be really concise and to the point. Because everyone is short on time nowadays. And I really want to just get to the nitty gritty. So let's do that. So the family you wish you had. This is a hard one for so many people because it's the loss of hopes, dreams, and expectations. It's anything you wish that would be different, better, or more when it comes to family. And my friend, that is grief. And if you are experiencing those feelings that come along with that experience, you are a griever. 100% of us are grievers. Argue if you will. I will argue that till the day I die, that we are 100%, all of us, are grievers. And we all grieve at 100%. There's no half grievers either. So the family you wish you had. Maybe you're adopted. Maybe you're an only child. Maybe you are a single parent. Or maybe you're a child of a single parent. Maybe you have a small family with little extended family. I had a conversation with a client not that long ago who um, spoke to this. Actually, the last episode of the podcast also talked about this aspect of just having a really small nuclear family with very little extended family. That is my situation, actually. I didn't actually have a larger extended family until I met my husband. And that was so foreign to me. Getting together at Christmas, like the first Christmas when um, after we'd been married a few years and started having kids and the siblings started to have kids, it, it was like, you know, 25, I'll just say 25 grandchildren, 20, like 15 to 20 grandchildren, all close in age. It was chaos. But I loved it when all the kids were little. And we all got together. It was an experience that I never really had growing up. I have very few memories of extended get-togethers. Uh, very few. And since I was one of the youngest um, in my family, even you know my aunts and uncles and things, there weren't a lot of kids my age. So in, in some ways, I kind of was felt like an only child because my brother was five years older than me, too. So there's that experience. You grow up in the same household with your siblings, but you have a very different 
experience of growing up. My sister's nine years older than me. My half-brother is... I can't do the math right off off the top of my head, but he we have the same birthday. And I think he's even... I want to say he's 14 or 15 years older than me. So a lot of different family dynamics that can cause us grief. And when you have a lack of an extended family and you just have a very small nuclear family, or maybe you don't even have that nuclear family that you so desire, that can equate to a feeling of lack of support. The people simply aren't there to show up for you when the shit hits the fan. But here's the thing. We can choose our family, too. We can choose the neighbor that maybe also has no one in their life to look after them, to care about them, to worry about them. We could have friends that feel like family. I do. I wish the same for you, too. But those relationships, too, take nurturing and take vulnerability take authentic honesty, a wholehearted commitment, just like a marriage, a friendship takes commitment and loyalty. A lot of the same attributes that we contribute to a healthy, loving marriage. I think friendships are no different in that way. And what about the family you wish you didn't have? Maybe you're grew up around abuse or neglect. Maybe greed has created this great divide within your family. And there are some family you just wish you didn't have as a result. There are so many scenarios. Half-siblings, age gaps, as I've described, blended families, adoptive families, step-parents. The list goes on and on. There's, I could... If I really sat and brainstormed, I probably could come up with a dozen more. So in all of these descriptions, though, what does family mean to you? Who are your family? Not just the ones you claim by blood, but rather those who show up when the shit does hit the fan. Are there relationships in your life right now that feel a little distant, but you, f- you still desire a stronger, deeper connection with them? Is that something you can nurture? Can you extend the hand first? Can you allow yourself to be vulnerable to create that deeper connection? As I'll tell you in the work that I do with clients in grief recovery and being a heart with ears for so many, I go first. And a part of me doing this podcast is me going first. Bringing the guests on that I do. They're going first. They're sharing their stories to bring hope to your life. Which is my hope. That we all keep hope burning in our hearts. So that even if just today things aren't going so great, that there's hope for a better tomorrow. But as I started this podcast, 
That responsibility is yours and yours alone. So insane responsibility, which is not an easy thing for people to admit is in their wheelhouse and in their circle around their feet. Are you a bridge builder or are you a bridge destroyer? Are you the pot stirrer of the family? Are you the Lord Baelish, like on Game of Thrones that my husband and I have been watching? The pot stirrer, the one that pits people against each other? There's responsibility in that. And there's waves and ripples of grief because of that behavior. It's destructive, it's hurtful, it's harmful, and it breaks people's hearts. I'm often reminding my youngest, who can not to uh, throw her under the bus, but she's at that age, you know, she's going to be 14, and... That's a really tough age, man. I remember that age, and it, it sucked royally for me. You know, you're, you just want independence. You're desiring independence and more freedom, and you're coming into your, your, yourself more. Things are happening in your body you can't control and hormones and all of that. And she's not understanding how words can, how the tongue can cut like a knife. And the repercussions of your words and why words matter and how they matter. And reminding her that she has responsibility in the words that come from her lips. And I'm often reminding her, and all my kids really, we have two ears and one mouth for a reason. And I think just in society as general, we don't know how to be a heart with ears. We don't know how to listen. We're so quick to criticize, analyze, and judge, to use that tongue in a destructive way. Maybe not even intentionally. I don't think my daughter intentionally wants to to hurt, say hurtful things. But I, I know the impact of that. I felt it myself. Whether it's your sister, your child, your neighbor, your brother, your friend, words hurt. And you can say 50 kind things and the one harmful, hurtful thing you say is the one that sticks. This is just as a reminder for myself. I am not perfect by no means. I just think we're in such a fast-paced world and fast-paced society. We're so quick to be fast-paced with our lips and our tongue, too, you know, in what we say. Which brings me to the next point of what do you do when these emotions come up within these family dynamics? What I need to do and what I do practice myself is I excuse myself I personally, because within my UMAP, which if you go to my website, theunleashedheart.com, look under services, you'll see UMAP. My UMAP, how I'm wired and how I'm 
my strengths are and what I value and all of these things that make me who I am, I am a very much, I'm very much a thinker. And so I need to like get time alone to process and think. And then I need, I take that time for myself to do so and then come back to the situation, not on an emotional high, because I'm also Pisces. And I'm also an INFP if you're familiar with Myers-Briggs. So I I just got the whole double whammy of sensitivity and emotional <laughs> stuff going on. And I know that about myself. And that's the thing about the UMAP is my favorite quote, Kristen Sherry, the founder of UMAP, said, the more you know yourself, the less you look to others to tell you who you are. And so for me personally, working through my own family dynamics and working through all this stuff and the relationships through grief recovery, I've really gotten to know myself really well. And a part of that is how I respond to stress, what I need to do in those moments that I feel an emotional high, not in a good way. And that's where excusing myself and walking away can be the greatest gift for everyone involved. And as long as you're bringing intention is to collect yourself, to emotionally regulate yourself, and then come back to the situation, more grounded and centered in yourself, there is nothing wrong with walking away, if that is your intention. But if you are walking away to avoid to run away from the problem itself, it's only going to fester. We become the tea kettle, a stuffer of emotions, and eventually one day you will either implode or you will explode. Talking with my recent client, this has been their experience. You know, over 40, over 50 years of stuffing down, of not speaking up, of not having the space and the safety to speak up, of anger not even being allowed as as a normal emotion to be expressed. They've become the tea kettle, and they had an outburst. But that was the only way they could feel heard. But in those moments... When you have these outbursts of anger within these family dynamics, for example, which is what we're talking about, are you really being heard? Because what you're saying is probably being received from a defense, from a defensive person now who's probably not heard a thing once they heard the word you. You did this. You do that. You did this to me. They've completely shut down. And the conversation has not become constructive, it's become destructive, and it's not taking care of or settling anything. I'm still learning this, by the way. This is still a work in progress, and how we work through this stuff and how I personally work through it is through grief recovery. I've actually had used, I've used grief recovery, the tools of grief recovery before going into a conversation that I knew would be challenging or difficult so that I could emotionally get rid of 
all of that gunk I was holding on to and not bring that to the conversation. So I could come to the conversation feeling grounded and centered, level-headed, and emotionally regulated. I think so many of us make these decisions and approach these situations when we're in this emotional high. But once you get to that point, it's really hard to like have the awareness to like s- stop, stand back, assess. It has to be a really quick mental process and emotion takes over, forget it. it it's not going to happen. So be a huge part of what do you do about with these motions is be proactive. Create and voice boundaries in the moment. A part of that is maybe walking away. Like you create this plan for yourself. Well, if it gets to this point, I'm just going to walk away. This is what I need to do for myself. This is what I know about myself. One thing you could say is I don't feel comfortable discussing this right now. If you want to keep discussing this, I will excuse myself from this conversation. Especially if both parties are emotionally charged. What would be even a better approach would be is to create and voice the boundaries proactively. Have a plan. You don't have to voice these exactly, but having a plan for how you will participate and engage in a conversation that you know may be challenging or difficult. Rehearse it in your mind. How do you want it to play out? But let go of the expectations of the person responding in a way that you desire. Because again, remember, we're all bringing our stuff. We all have stuff. We all have luggage, and we all bring it to conflict, and especially in family dynamics. So that's the nutshell of what I wanted to share today. I could probably go another 20 minutes and deeper into the weeds with this, but this is what's been on my mind uh, lately. I actually just jotted these down just before I sat down to record because it's just been on my mind but I hadn't uh, written my notes until I sat down to record and it feels I feel complete with what I've shared today but if you'd like to go deeper on this topic with your own personal life I'm more than happy to assist you in doing so I had a wonderful session with a client just the other day helping connect the dots in ways that they had never in over 50 years for themselves. We can't see the label from inside the jar, as my dear friend Patsy says. So if you need help in doing that, I would be more than happy to be your heart with ears, either in a group setting or one-on-one. Reach out, victoria at theunleashedheart.com. And in the meantime... Check out the rest of the episodes, my website, the podcast, the programs available, how you can work with me. Maybe you just need an energetic tune-up with biofield tuning. That information's also on my website. My newsletter is coming out um, bi-weekly on Wednesdays, The Unleashed Letters. There's a subscription on my website for that as well, 
where I share content not shared anywhere else. I also get a little bit more personal in there as well. So there's lots of ways that you can learn more about grief and about this topic in particular. If you want me to dive deeper, let me know. I'm more than happy to do so. Or if you have a question, please submit it to me. I'm more than happy to answer it on a future podcast episode. So until 2023 hits us, I wish you a wonderful rest of 2022 and an amazing start to 2023. I have so much I look forward to and I hope you do too. Until next time, remember, when you unleash your heart, you unleash your life. Much love. Thank you for listening. If you like this episode, please share it because sharing is caring. And until next time, give and share compassion by being a heart with ears. And if you're hurting, know that what you're feeling is normal and natural. Much love, my friend. <laughs>